Hello, you're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by... Uh, as always, Stephen Dagwacka. And... I'm Anthony. You all right? Well, I saw his hand go up and he was going to do this. I f- and I was like, wait. I just, I just, yeah. It was just yeah. a lazy... All right. Yeah. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I was going to say my name, and I wasn't sure if it was pointing oh, you at you. I was going to be like... Yeah, like point to him, and I was like, oh. I was trying to trick you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, True, guys. Sorry, I was freaking out. What's up? So we finally got some more Heston in our lives. We do. Isn't that a great thing? I think everyone could always use more Hest. Yeah. I see you broke out the Love Beach shirt. Yeah. It's just I grabbed nice. a shirt. Yeah. Nice. It was... No, no thought went into it <laughs> other than I need to wear a shirt that'll fit no. my fat, grotesque body. Oh, boy. What are you talking about? You look great. Yeah, for a whale. You lost you know? a little bit of weight. You ever see that movie, The Whale? I live it. I don't need to. <laughs> What's that about? Is he like a big gambler? No, he's a big fat, fat guy. guy. Yeah, it's just about being fat. He's always like a gambling whale. Like yeah. He's so, he's like, so rich. Guy. He's just... He's never, investing too much. You never heard that term? Yes. Yeah. But Wall Street Wells, yeah. That's he not just what it's happens about. to be big and fat. Yeah, that's what I thought. No. It's just, it's literally just he's fat. He's like so fat he can't leave the apartment, I think. Oh, and like, one of those and guys. like, yeah, and I think like it makes his daughter sad and stuff. I've never seen it. Mm. So. <laughs> I, I, I think men tend to not get that fat. That's more of a woman thing. You mean naturally? The, the, just the giant, like I'm, I'm immovable. You know, I'm, ba- I'm bound to this bed. I had they needed, they needed like a crane to lift me out of the house. Wasn't the world's fattest person a man? I'm sure. Like men are obviously yeah. larger, but I, I, I think on average, when you get th- that level, it tends to be women. That level of sloth, huh? I'm not even like trying to ma- say <laughs> yeah, anything know, about it. I'm just like that's just what I've seen. Okay, might be right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you know I'm, what's sad though? Yeah. You could be that fat as a woman and still find someone to fuck you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's some degenerate out there. When you're that fat as a man, mm-hmm. even that fat as this man, no one's gonna fuck you. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, there's always gonna be some fucking guy who's like, yeah, whatever. Some yeah. weird kinks, maestro, maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's next We're week. We're not doing that. <laughs> Well, uh, but you didn't see it. Next episode, not what the whale. I did not see the whale. Why no. not? You like Brendan Fraser? I do. Just never got around to it. My movie watching is usually dedicated to things for the show or complete garbage that I want to watch. Like you don't watch bloody. anything good anymore that isn't for the show. Um, it's very rare. Yeah, yeah. you just don't have the time. It's like I need like an hour thirty minutes. I need to get in and get out. Mm-hmm. And I just want blood and boobs. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. So I'm not looking for anything of, of substance anymore. I've progressed to just like garbage. Brendan Fraser. I like The Mummy a lot. I think it's one of the best movies. It's mm-hmm. great. One of the best actions. Why, why wasn't he a bigger thing? He deserved it. Bedazzled well, is awesome too. No, Bedazzled kind of sucks. I love Bedazzled. Is I Elizabeth like Hurley is really hot. Well, she's hot. Yeah, but good. the movie itself is whatever. What was that movie when he was a pothead? Oh, that was um, Airheads. Yes, Airheads. Yeah. Airheads. And then I like he Airheads. Was, he had like the the most famous cameo in Scrubs, right? Like uh, that's he, the most famous episode. It's like, as many people would say it's the best episode of Scrubs. Yeah, I think wasn't he on Spin City too? That I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, don't but his um, he was raped. Oh, yeah, yeah, you like you were a big Scrubs fan. Love Scrubs. One of my favorite shows ever. He uh, 
yeah, he was like Hollywood. sexually assaulted yeah. by Hollywood, and it was all fucked up, and he basically wasn't cast Who anymore. Yeah, I don't think he said. He should. He hasn't named names. Why not? Ask him. I don't get people who don't name names. Well, like, it's like if like, it's look like at, look at Feldman. You know, Corey he might Feldman. be just lying because he's a psychotic. Yeah, but like after all, his his you know he he's the guy who harps on this more than anything. And he never just comes out and says who raped him. Well, he just likes the attention, I think. Maybe. There's a couple of people who actually said it and didn't name it. Terry Crews also. Terry, Terry Crews got raped? Terry Crews was sexually assaulted, yeah. And he 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 states it like you would think a man of my stature can't, but it's like you don't understand the situation like I was. Well, it's like a power thing. It's, it's like if, power, he, right, if yeah. he knocks that dude out in that moment at a party when you're the guy done. grabbed his cock, yeah, everyone done. just sees Terry Crews punch There's, this um, dude. Yeah. I woke up this morning to a text from one of our friends, and he he sent me a clip of Cat, uh, the the Cat Williams. Cat Williams. I've heard he went. He was on- talking about this very thing. Oh yeah, yeah. He had really. some kind of big interview, and he was, and he went off on everybody. I've yeah, heard he said that he didn't. He was like given the opportunity to like make the plunge into being that you know sexually trafficked for like riches. Okay, and, and he didn't take it. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you? Did he say Kevin Hart was sexually trafficked? Well, I think they famously hate each other. He probably did. I didn't actually. I just saw like a short little snippet. Okay. I don't know. Kevin Hart's a small dude. I met a guy once uh, in my personal life. Well, I will not say his name, but he he told me that he was a young guy in the early 90s. Very in shape dude. He was actually a male like stripper. Okay. And he was on the fast track to like stardom. And he said that he's from Philadelphia. He said he was brought into a room in this office building and uh, casting couch. He was told and he said the, the room had p- pictures of famous people who had been in that room before. On okay. The wall. He said Will Smith was one of them. All right. Philly. And um, he said that he was told that he's going to have to have sex with various men. And that and then after that, he will be a megastore. They sure, will, they will make like sure of it. Being tricked, like this wasn't like a Hollywood thing. <laughs> and or he said, "I'm not interested in that." And then they said, "Okay, you can leave, but we know you'll be back." But he never went back. <laughs> he never went back. Yeah, this is right. what a guy told. This you. is what a guy told me. Yes, okay. that's, that's a little bad shit. But <laughs> I mean, maybe it's true. <laughs> it I don't might know. be true. All things considered, <laughs> what does this have to do with Fifty Five Days at PK? Not a thing. It's just what was on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I just have to. So, fifty-five days at Peking. This was your pick, Ant. Yes. Yeah. Why'd you pick this? I always wanted to see it. This is a movie I've been aware of for a very long time. It's Hest. We love Hest. Yep. We do love Hest. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a new year. I felt like we needed to go to the good old nineteen sixties epic movie. Well, so I, I thought this was a nice way to start the new year. I think it was. It's been a it while. Was, yeah. It's, it's been, been a while also, we had Hest. It also happens to be the only good movie. Of this run, <laughs> in my opinion, anyway. Um, I'll say this: this movie, uh, as a just an overarching uh, rating before the actual rating, reminded me very much of everything else that has done around this time. Yes, it is a this is a cookie cutter movie. We've seen it a hundred times. It's very much like cartoon. Yeah, it's a siege. It's siege. Yeah, yeah. 
He the siege, trapped. Yeah, you've got the, the everything. The nineteenth century Western style yeah. army versus the horde of the nameless fucking yeah. monsters. Yeah. Someone else did. <laughs> uh and I think because we did those movies before, it kind of hurt how I felt about this. You would have liked it better if, if it we was did new. this before cartoon. I would have been like, this is awesome. And then I would have done cartoon and been like, oh, it's a car. It's I a think this cutter. is the weakest of the three we watched. You think cartoon is better? I think I cartoon and El Cid are both better. I do agree with that. But, but this is also really copies. good too. I think. They're carbon copies. Though. That's interesting. Is it better than those two? They're so similar. I think El Cid's definitely the best one. El yeah. Cid's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, they're like the same. But they're, cartoon they're very and similar. Yeah. Cartoon, and the, cartoon has a better ending. That's all. Has a stronger ending, yeah. But they both have white tell, people playing other nationalities. I'll tell you what, Khartoum <laughs> does a better job of giving like a noble meaning to the whole proceedings, mm-hmm. whereas this, it's, it's almost there. like we're just going to glorify cynical imperialism. Yeah, which uh, is kind of which I don't have a problem with personally, but <laughs> but I, I could see how a modern audience would look at this and be like, really? <laughs> yeah. What do you? Yeah. So I, I watched some video of a history professor talking about the movie. Oh, and he was. I'd like to see that. And he was. That's ta- our show. Yeah, I know. And he was talking about how. And he's right. He's like, remember, this is made in the Cold War. Yeah. So think about what the movie is saying, especially like towards the end. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's the West saying to China, "Don't go and be communist. Come join us, mm. and we're gonna bring you to the light." And he's like, that's why, like, it's kind of pro West so much in that regard. I didn't feel that way. Huh. That's I, interesting. Now that you mentioned, and it. I think it is an interesting thing. He's like, the movie literally ends with Heston like shot, like, like from this great angle, Being glorious extending his hand to, to the China. little Chinese girl. Yeah. He's like, take my hat. I will bring you and to they, America. And he rides off into the sunset with her. Huh. And he's like, the movie is saying, come with us, China. Maybe that's Mao a, was that's, brand new at the time. Yeah, that's a good take. I didn't think of it at, when I was watching it, though. Huh. That's a good take. Well, the movie is a huge flop. Really? Is it? Bombed. Well, it, it's a giant budget, probably. It cost $10 million, which I did the math on. Do you know how much that is worth today? Not a, not it's a $104 million movie. Oh. Is that a lot? Y- yeah, that's yeah, good. That's I don't a big, that's that's a pretty budget. big budget. Movies are so insane now, like the budgets. Budgets, yeah. Still. $104 million is a very big budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would need to make you need to make three times your budget back. Right. So a hundred million dollar movie, you need to make three hundred million dollars to break even. Right. So you think the intended audience is the Chinese? No, but I think they're trying to say that in the culture, and it's also for the West to be like we feel can, good about itself. We can help China. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's sixty three, so Vietnam really isn't a thing yet. No. Huh. Yeah, I don't know who this this pertains to realistically. But because it was, it's not it's not like any any of the situations uh, or any of the historical facts really pertain to anybody in the West as much as, you know, it's pretty accurate, actually, very accurate. But I meant for an interest yeah. perspective, like anybody in America at the time who cares about the it's, box it's like, yeah, it's like an know? obscure little <laughs> moment that not too many people are yeah. like even aware of. Yeah, um, it's a blip on like the histo- in history, right? right. Whereas the other two it's, Hests are I think it's fascinating. It's a, like it's a really interesting little it is. story, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really have a big impact globally. Right. You know? right. China will collapse not long after this. Like in 1911, they have a revolution. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they go into what is known as the warlord period. 
But mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is like the last hurrah of the imperial dynasty. And yeah, this is the end, and it it ends in chaos for them. So <laughs> for like a month, two. Well, they basically, <laughs> you know, they were fucked up for like. An well, they're already destroyed. Like this was the century of humiliation. Exactly. This is the end of it. Yeah. They're ushering in the next uh, century, basically. It's 1900. Which is not good either. <laughs> it's better. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not good. More, For some people. More, yeah, yeah, you're right. If you're not a newborn girl, yeah. There's a lot of people that are, that are going to die in the 20th century in China. They had a, whole f- big they had a, a really big famine, too, in like the 50s and 60s, too, right? Yeah, I think so. a well, they had a great Chinese leap famine. forward. That was a real problem. They had a year zero. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a good like 50 to 60 years where China really uh really gets it. <laughs> yeah. But um the movie, do you know anything about the behind the scenes of the movie? No. So it obviously it was huge budget. It was kind of a train wreck. Um, Ava Gardner yeah. was like drunk and, <laughs> and you know you can kind of tell <laughs> and she like her and Heston did not get along really and Heston basically said why don't we just and they were they also the script was not finished as they were shooting the movie so they didn't know how it was going. So oh, they didn't know. That. So they didn't know what was going to happen, really. And they were kind of like different writers were patching things together. Huh. The director had a heart attack. Oh my god! Wow. And had to leave the movie, and he had other people come in to shoot some scenes. You know what? I felt like the last like third of the movie was messy. This kind of makes sense now. The, Sounds she like, wasn't uh, originally supposed to die. Heston was like, let's just kill her and get rid of her. <laughs> and he was like, let's have the doctor say her lines. <laughs> what so a hero. She, so Heston was like, get the fuck out of here. They don't even have like a romantic ending. No. no. Yeah, yeah. They don't really it, have it, a beginning. You yeah. don't. <laughs> You don't expect it's it's actually like a terrible love it's story. It's really bad. Yeah. That's like kind of a big problem with it where you're you're watching it and like she just is gone. And, yeah. And they replace her with the kid who he doesn't even know. Yeah. And, and it's just weird. And everything <laughs> in your storytelling sensibilities tells you the story is going a certain way. Uh-huh. And then it's undercut and it's it's a weird feeling. It's definitely yes, weird, yeah. Um, and that that's why. So that was a wreck. Um, they had no script. Just uh, John Ford eventually came to the set, and like the guy that was directing was like the studio. Do we know his name? uh, The guy who took over the real record. The real director is Nicholas Ray. Uh, Do you know what he do? His big movie is um, Rebel Without a Cause. Oh, okay. I'm gonna be honest. You never seen it. I never see. I never saw that or really any other movies the guy did. No. This is the only thing I've seen by him. Rebel Without a Cause is certainly a legendary movie. Though. I know of it. Yeah. I know of James Dean. That's part of his big three. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Giant. Giant, yeah. So with this production, while you look up that name, was this done also, because you can look this up as well, um, like in the West, like the United States, that, was this where a film or was this another like Italy thing? They shot it in Spain. In Spain, okay. And Heston was originally between this and another uh, film. He was going to do Fall of the Roman Empire. Oh. And, and and he got both scripts. And, I've seen and he scenes from this. that. Uh-huh. I've never seen it, but I've seen like little moments from the movie. It looks amazing. That would have been great with Hest. This movie <laughs> was kind of the end of the producer's career. He's also the producer who did El Cid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was sense. kind of just like such a collapse. And it's also mm-hmm. symbolic of, you got to remember, this is when Hollywood is imploding. 
The studio system's faltering. The, stu- the studio system is kind of already dead, but the epics are starting to collapse. They start to bomb. This right. is like the period well, where, is, where um, they all start bombing and not making money back. Is this when um, another Cleopatra? Movie, another movie we did. Uh, well, Cleopatra's over the top and insane. Um, the one. Oh my God, Brando on a boat. Uh, Bounty. Bounty. Mutiny on the Bounty. Yeah, not far off. Well, this was this movie. That was came another out, bomb. Uh, Sixty three. Yeah, I would say. So Brian, I guess, would be the the person to ask about that when you say Hollywood is imploding. Uh, when does it get back on track after that? Because this is this is so early in the sixties. Like end of the sixties, early seventies. Uh, it has a rough period, kind of until the film brats arrive, mm-hmm. and you get like right. like Easy Rider kind of ushers in, you know, that next era of which is Hollywood. right there. It's only like two years later. It's not far. Yeah. Um. But you know, the the budgets and the money isn't as much, and everything is like dark, gritty, and depressing. Mm-hmm. And really, it's like Godfather. Rocky, Star Wars, Jaws. Well, that's the 70s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it lasts this malaise a long time. Right. So that's kind of, you know, what brings Hollywood back. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, the guy who- 63 is also Mad, 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 Mad World, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. But that is the most Hollywoody Hollywood movie, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it's, it's three like hours long. It's the antithesis, and- not the antithesis, the, the epitome of, uh, of what we're talking about here would mm-hmm. be that, you know? Like that era. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So after he had the heart attack, um, Heston said Guy Green should step in. Green stepped in. Guy Green. I know a guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Heston. It's me. (laughs) Why is he Scottish? He's Shrek. Guy Green. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was... That is a really difficult connection. That is, he's green. Yeah, guy, he's a guy. He's green. Must be Shrek. So uh, Heston had Guy Green come in and finish the scenes, but the last couple of scenes with him and Ava Gardner, mm-hmm. so they could get rid of her. Then Green left, and the director. I don't like this guy, darling. Yeah. <laughs> and the the duties were transferred to Andrew Martin, who was the second unit director. Is this the one who decided to just make the movie into Deer Hunter? He was like, I came on board and thought Did you the, get that. No. This is what he said. I can't wait to jump into that. He said, I, when I came on board, I thought the picture was very shallow, just action, 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 and there was no meaning. I wrote a yeah. new beginning and a new ending and submitted them to management. Anyway, they said no, and he was pissed. Martin invited John Ford on the set, who told him to shoot it anyway. And Heston, when he finished the movie, he said. This is what he wrote in his journal, October 20th, 1962. What I have learned from this, I hope permanently, is to never start a film without a good finished script in my cold, dead end. I added the, the you dead You do a end great hest. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like find the trick is to sound like you have to shit. <laughs> you have to like extend your lips <laughs> outward. Yeah, like this. Speaking has to be a chore. This is too much effort to put into words. Every word must be labored. I taught you to smile. (laughs) (laughs) Not a thing goes bad. Think of her. He's like a more. I gotta say, it's fun to. He's like a smoother Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. He looks great in this movie, by the way. He looks great. I love like the blue shirt with like the cowboy. <laughs> great look. Yeah. Yeah. Those those uh, early 20th century Marines. Yeah. 
Um, Super American. So that's kind yeah. of the behind the scenes info, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting. So the movie had three directors. Wow, that makes so and much. And it was sense it was now. just a mess of, of production, which is why I think the movie is definitely a little sloppy. The, yeah, the storytelling sloppy. It is, and like, the, it looks great. Oh, the, I'll say that the production design consistently blew me away in this movie. Yeah. Look, looks amazing. All the sets, yeah, like, the action's so good. The costume, yeah. great. Yeah, it's which is right. what I'm there for. Right, uh-huh. you know, I can yeah, forgive I don't know a why shitty. This wasn't a hit. I think the it's audience had gotten sick of it and it uh, was messy and, you know. Right. And it's been done a few times before this. Yeah. But so like, it's like, I think it's before Khartoum. Isn't Khartoum after this? No, Khartoum is before because the, they had worked together. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Him okay. and the producer. I thought I they worked together on El Cid. Oh, it was El Cid. You're right. It's not Khartoum. We're also talking about 63. So you're probably reading reviews and taking them honestly. And if somebody comes out and is like, this, this movie's kind of a mess, you're, you're not going to go see it. Uh, Khartoum is 1966. Funny yeah. you should say that. I actually have a review from the movie that I wanted to read. Really? Go go for it. Yeah. yeah. So this is from May 30th, 1963, New York Times. Okay. 55 Days at Peking is drama of the Boxer Rebellion in China. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Uh, yeah, that's it. No. Uh, Rudyard Kipling was wrong. The East and the West do meet constantly and explosively in 55 Days at Peking, which arrived yesterday resplendent in vivid colors on the vast wide screens of the palace, the RKO 23rd Street and 85, uh, 85th Street Trans Lux Theaters. As a fictional version of the final gasps of the dying Manchu dynasty in and around the Forbidden City in a thousand, it is no more historic than a Gene Autry epic. <laughs> but Nicholas Ray, Gene director. A singer. Yeah, he did Rudolph. He did uh, Sink the Bismarck. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Nicholas Ray, director, his associate Andrew Martin, Philip Jordan, Bernard Gordon, the scriptwriters, and an energetic cast have made these 55 days rousing, sometimes exciting action fair that should keep the customers alert and entertained, even if their intellects are confused. <laughs> <laughs> no mention of the fact that all of the Chinese characters are played by white people. Yeah. No, they, they, they don't mention that. Huh? <laughs> The fact of the matter is the principals and the multitudinous extras involved have no more depth than Occidental and Oriental figures on a Chinese tapestry. And their actions at least. This is so great. Yeah. And their actions at least, the reasons behind the actions of the principals are rarely explored fully. Without authentic historic background, a viewer gets a foggy picture, if any, of the real causes of the Boxer Rebellion. With a variety of intertwined personal stories that are also superficial and vague in treatment. If you don't know who the boxers are and what this is about, you have no fucking clue. Yeah. Exactly. From the movie. That was a great... That's a great review. It's amazing so far. It's not done. Um, People used to know how to write. Yeah. Yeah, right. They used to actually review um, things. (laughs) Like their jobs and not paid by production companies to give them better (laughs) reviews. Uh, the characters of principles, the characters of the principles remain largely one dimensional. And then it goes into a bit about the characters and all that. And, uh, hold on. I want to get to the end the good part. Here. Yeah. Um, Lin, Lin Su Moon as a wistful half cased 
Orphan Girl, mm -hmm. does contribute a few genuinely appealing moments. But the film remains in memory for its flashing movement and fireworks. The producers were sensible enough to keep the dialogue, which is often banal, to a minimum. Although it was all done in and around Madrid, the sound of fury and beauty of these momentous 55 days at Peking are brought vividly to life. Most of the principles and their stories are not. So it's basically what we just said. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. But the storylines are yeah. not, not that great. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was I I found that review and I was like, well that's said, actually right. interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, it's easy for us to look back and we talk about why things bombed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why the stories don't resonate with people. It's just pretty pictures. Yeah. You need yeah, both. I guess so. Mm -hmm. But and let's do some background. Sure. Um so like we said, uh this the nineteenth century in China is known as the century of humiliation. Yes. Um which we covered early on, I believe. Well, we talked about the Opium War. Yeah. The first one anyway. There were two. Um that is kind of what kicked off the century of humiliation, where you had, you know, the British imperial powers just dominating uh the Chinese military, destroying them so that they could flood the country with narcotics. <laughs> um that went on uh I think around the 1830s, 1840s. It happened again in the 60s. Uh, the rest of the European powers all decided to put a stranglehold on China. They all wanted their little spheres of influence, economic zones. Um, the United States- They want to carve it For up. its part, um, is not interested in territory. But what it does want is to be able to sell their goods in China so they have an interest yeah as well the japanese who are the other rising star on the planet well they um, had they have a pretty good century yeah you know, it's interesting you know we we've talked about the meiji restoration before yes and uh how china uh, japan modernized and the way they went about doing it was by sending people all over the world to gain knowledge of learn and come back come back and teach it to the japanese so that they could modernize themselves china did the exact opposite when they lost the opium war they invited the foreigners into china to do it for them and when you do that they don't leave yeah so you got like british military outposts and, and german ports and french you know they, like economic guys now 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 your country's been handed over to a plethora of foreign mm -hmm. nations um in this they actually say i think 14 out of the 18 provinces were under right. foreign rule yeah it, it's crazy it's insane uh, on top of that, the Europeans are bringing with them tons of missionaries. Exactly. And they're trying to Christianize the Chinese. Well, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> no argument here. Uh, <laughs> but um, as you can imagine, some of the locals aren't going to enjoy that. Right. Yeah, but they are, are, they are getting converts by the score. Um, Which I can't wait to talk about later. Well, yes. So 1898, there's a big drought in the province around Peking. Peking is the capital. And a lot of the young Not, men- is, It's known as Peking. Today, that's Beijing? Now it's Beijing. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is, again, it's the capital. Yeah. Uh, not long after this, Nanking will become the capital for a brief period yeah, of time. Yeah, until um, the end of World War II, right? Right. Um, what was I saying? Oh. So the uh, there's drought, there's famine, mm -hmm. starvation. People are poor. 
a lot of the young men in this region will become bandits. And some of the locals will cynic. they'll also, a lot of them convert to Christianity around this time. Some locals will cynically say that they're only becoming Christians because- They want food. The foreign powers who are really controlling the country have put in place protections for Christians. Yes. So they'll be, they're kind of above the law compared to their Buddhist, you know, natural uh, Chinese counterparts. So there's a lot of resentments towards the Christian. If you're Congress. a Christian, you know, the the European priest is going to make sure his congregation has He's taken care of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a guy. His name is Mike Tyson, everyone's favorite boxer. Xiao right. Sendu. <laughs> is he in the movie? No. Okay. He is like a local village leader who gathers together around him 10,000 martial artist guys. Okay. And they create a, the society called the Fists of Harmony and Justice. Now in- All right, that- <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's a lame name, guys. <laughs> Holy I shit. I think it's pretty cool. Well, it's in Chinese. The fists of harmony and justice. Some Chinese. But that's this what is I harmony. call Some them. This yeah. is justice. <laughs> Peace and love. Um, <laughs> love and hate. <laughs> the the, the, uh, the fists and harmony and justice will eventually become known as the boxers. The foreigners <laughs> call them the boxers because foreigners don't, under- <laughs> they don't understand like martial arts. They've never seen like karate. Yeah. So they're, they're boxers. Yeah. They use their fists. <laughs> <laughs> but these it's a guys- good thing they weren't doing uh, like mm-hmm. grappling. They would have called them Jews <laughs> for jujitsu. <laughs> I don't know. We'll call them Jews. <laughs> So uh, the boxers start targeting missionaries and Chinese Christians. Uh, the missionaries, of course, are European. And uh, the the big event that really happens is they they murder a German missionary, which is in the movie. In the movie yeah. No, they they're they're torturing a British missionary. In the movie. No, uh, no, kill, no, they show it they in the kill movie. Kill the German, Min- not the German minister. minister who's more sinister. Than oh, that's, that's later. Yeah. No, but this is before like oh. the siege and everything. Mm-hmm. They 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 kill a German. This is in like eighteen ninety eight. It's like two years before the oh, movie okay. begins. The movie's in nineteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kill this German guy, and the German government responds by seizing the port of uh, Jesus Christ. Chinese name. Chinese name. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, pronounce it. Zhao Zhao. Zhao Zhao. Zhao Zhao. Uh, so they seize the port of Zhaozhou, which is not far yeah. from Peking, and they just take it over. It's German now. Okay. Um, do you think that was like a real thing, or was Germany like, let's just do a little, little, little sneaky thing, pretend like this guy died, and just? Oh, you think it was a German? Oh, false I'm sure flag? they was, was they cynically flag? like this is our excuse to yeah. just do this. You think yeah. it might have been a false flag though. Um, do I think it was a false flag? No, no, he got murdered. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the boxers were serious. Oh. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think they're... Um, but there is an interesting side, to, now that you say that. Because you could just pay a Chinese person to murder someone. the and, imperial you know. government has nothing to do with the boxers. They're no. like an organic yeah. thing. They ev- the empress will eventually start to support the boxers. Like in the movie, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and then deny it at the end. Like when everything's said and done, she leaves. Uh, a well, she kind of is in a situation where she's hoping she could have her cake and eat it too. She's playing both If the sides. boxers win, yeah. 
Yeah. And they get rid of the West. Great. Now China's free. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And if they lose, well, that wasn't us. It wasn't me. Yeah. You guys are pissing off some peasants. She yeah. That, that way she always comes out on top. Um, she's an interesting character, actually. She started uh, her career, her political career, as a concubine of the last emperor. He really? Was, he, she was just like one of his many, many wives. Okay. She lucked out by having his only son and heir. So he died, the emperor, and uh, her her son was a child. They had like yeah. a political palace intrigue type stuff. She had to oust like the the Manchu um, advisors and, and guys okay. that wanted to take over the government. She ousted them, put herself in power. What happened to her son? Well, he died uh, young okay. at like 25 or something. So power was arrested him and she was allowed to pick who the next emperor was. She picked it's like a three-year-old. Ah, okay. So, so okay. she just- She has plenty she just, of time. Yeah, she's the dowager for, you know, decades yeah. and decades. Uh, but yeah, so the rest of the European powers, when the Germans seize this town, just start taking shit. They, they're like, China's done. We're going to just take advantage of them. It's free real estate, really, yeah. you know? And they all have this foreign quarter in Peking, which is like, uh, it's just a section of the city that's been walled off where it looks like it's Europe in there. It's like a microcosm of Europe. That's kind of what we see in the opening. Well, that's, that's where yeah, all the action is going to take place. Is so, in this, this walled little t village inside the grander city of Peking. The opening is, is a Monty Python sketch. I know I bring that up a lot, but it's, it seems like it's a comedy sketch. It's so funny. What with the with the, the various national anthems and <laughs> yeah, they're trying to play over each other yeah. and like you see a Russian are flag. We, are we ready to start the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. we're in the we're yeah, okay. in the we're in the the walls. People okay. are hungry. The boxer is on its way. They're try the movie's trying to like say some vague statement about how look they're all against each other. Then they come together in against the Chinese and then they immediately start, yes. to, start to kill each other again in World War it's, I. It's, yeah. it's yeah. again, it's, think of when this is made, this is Cold War, right? So they, they're showing the West coming together against the evil foe. And they're like, <laughs> you know, we did it back then, we could do it again, mm -hmm. we have to stick together. Right, and, right. Yeah. and, you know, I love the overture opening and we get, like you said, all the different anthems and flags. It's, it's funny though. I got a list of them. Because throughout the movie, who gets to do all the heroic good stuff? The United States, the right. British, the UK. and the French get one little scene. Yeah. Where they where they retreat. <laughs> yes. I mean, they're French. What else well, are they going to do? The Germans, the Japanese, and the Russians don't get to do shit. The, no, the Japanese guy. Actually, yes. The Japanese yeah. guy does get a you little You can moment. tell who we like. Yeah. <laughs> the French temporarily retreat, but then they push them back. Yes. They give them like some satisfaction, but it's like, look, you always retreat. We know your deal. The Russian is like a secondary villain almost. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, but then the the uh, Ava Gardner is a Russian too. Yeah, but I guess she's the good so Russian. Side story. She's yeah. the hot girl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the flags, right? Like they're all like playing over each other, and they're pissing off the locals. It's the Russians, Americans, French, Japanese, German, Spain, England, and Italy. And Italy. Yeah. So what are they doing there? The yeah. times were there. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, the the Italian flag is lifted, so you have all like these glorious bands playing, and the Italian music. There's no band; it's just <laughs> nonsensical music. Like the the actual anthem's not good, and they're pissing off the Chinese who are right next to them. It's like the Italians are messing stuff up. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure, and th- this is nuts, the song with all the anthems playing for, I believe it was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I think so. For, it's, it's called 55 Days of Peking, right? There's There were two nominated for an Oscar. There was 55 Days of Peking that was nominated, and there's a song called The Song of 11 Nations. Oh. And I think it's like all their anthems like kind of like playing Blended. together. Yeah. Huh. And uh, we get the first like kind of punch in the face of how weird this movie is. Like the opening scene is the the boxers have tied a British missionary to a, a water. Wheel. Not yet. There's actually a uh, execution happening. Oh, and a white man stops the execution. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you're like, what's going what's, on yeah. here? It, it's so because he's so undisguised. Like, they did not hide this. The movie, the for Chinese whatever reason, people, decided they're all white. <laughs> There are no Chinese people no, allowed in this movie. We can't hire any Chinese people. So, you got the little girl and some background that, people. Maybe right. like a f- That's five. It. Yeah, yeah, she's the only one. Um, I don't know why. They're obviously around. Well, they yeah. were in Spain. That's true. But <laughs> So what? Either you way. can't get so, like a Chinese woman to play the Dowager Empress? My I don't God. Know. Well, they also want a name. You right. know? This is like when uh, Lawrence Olivier was the Mahdi. Exactly. It's just absurd. It's the same thing with this. <laughs> At least he this. was in blackface. This one, I, honestly, <laughs> she, at, at first I thought some of the Chinese people were white people. And it took me a while to like well, understand they that they weren't like. Yeah. Oh, you mean their characters? Their characters. Yeah. 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 I thought they were just white so undisguised. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, the Empress. I was like, why is there? Why is the Mary Queen of Tech? <laughs> like search up, search her up. Search, search the Queen Mary of Tech. Looks exactly like her. What's the Queen Mary of Tech? You're going to see right now. It's a queen. It's a queen of uh, the UK. Oh. Uh, I believe in the 1800s. Tell me that doesn't look like the empress in this movie. If you're watching it on film, you, you see it right now. It looks exactly yeah. like her. Yeah. It's just a white lady. Yeah. <laughs> what um, is happening? And uh, the, 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 wor- the two worst guys are the, are the, the prince. Oh my god! And the general so Lee Bao or whatever his name is, I forgot. He's a fictional it's character. So bad. Uh, <laughs> Wait, which guy? The two, the two like rival dudes. No, that's a real guy. Oh, is it? Yeah, uh, Zhang Lu. Yeah, Zhang Lu. Yeah. Yeah, he no, he's a real guy. Mm-hmm. And they, they start speaking in riddles. And Prince uh, <laughs> Prince Tuan. The only yes. The only thing that denotes them as Chinese is the clothes they wear. Yes. And they speak weird. And they, they have speak bugles like, on their fingers. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like weird claws. Which was, that was a thing. <laughs> was it? Yeah. In yeah. China at the time. Which like, is be, also a part of propaganda. Well, if this oh, well, little event. Claws, yeah. I, I, I encourage anyone to go on the internet and look this up. But uh, this little event has some of the greatest uh, propaganda. propaganda cartoons you'll ever see. It's just like. Mm-hmm. The British Imperial line beating up like a monkey Chinese man, you know, like <laughs> with the sl- buck teeth. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 and they're yeah. slicing, you know, uh, they have knives and they're slicing the globe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a great little era for that type of stuff. <laughs> so uh, the boxers have killed Christians. Yeah, this is the the thing that you mentioned. There was a. Um- like a watermill torture? Yeah. Slash murder. Yeah, they got like a water wheel. Uh, and that's when we meet Hest. Heston shows up as <laughs> like a cowboy. Hest. 
he he's given like a speech to his men. He's he's a major in the he's a he's a marine. Yes, he's the major. And he's given yeah. a speech to his men about like just operating in China. Pay for what you want, no right. free samples. Right, Costco wasn't invented yet, and he's based on a real guy. Yeah. The real guy's name is John Twiggs Myers, mm -hmm. and Heston's name, I believe, is Matt Lewis. Uh, you ever played Bioshock yeah. Infinite? So the, that story's the, the historian I was talking about mentions that that's one of the few like things to reference the, the Boxer, Boxer Rebellion, Rebellion, and I wanted to ask you about it. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, I don't feel... Eh. Well, the, the, the main character, DeWitt, uh, yeah, Clinton DeWitt. He is a he was he, he was there in Peking. Okay, that's his backstory. Wait, uh, when does Bioshock Infinite take place? In like 1912. Oh, I thought it takes place in the future. Yeah, no. Oh, really? Yeah. You got to play that game. It's, it's like awesome. an alternate history where um, this Mormon, this like uh, Brigham Young style guy, creates a, a cult uh -huh. around himself, and they build a giant like airship city in the city. sky. Oh. And he, you like the the back. This happened before the game started. But their but gods are the founding. He fathers. used the airship yeah. like fleet to bomb Peking and lift the siege. Okay, and that that was like the backstory of the game. And like George Washington is like a god. Oh, so, <laughs> I, so I saw the Sky City shit, and I thought you were like in like a steampunk future. You are, but steampunk it's not the future. Past. It's a steampunk past. Yeah. Okay, like but you're in like the 1930s like, yeah. or something. Not to get no, too nerdy, it's but like but it's like 1900. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's very good. Too, uh, not to get too nerdy, but the magic brew in that game. I don't like the magic stuff. Was there magic? Yeah. Yeah. It was like fireball tears in the universe. Yeah, it's uh, it's magic. I haven't played it in a long time. I don't really remember. Story's fucking incredible. So if you never played that game, get on it. <laughs> um, so Heston wants to save this dude getting tortured. Um, a boxer points a gun at him and is taken out almost instantly because you don't point a gun at Hess. You don't don't go to kill the king. <laughs> that scene is so awesome, though, where he's like, I'll give you 20 for the dead men. Yeah, <laughs> you the know? boxer, yeah. 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 Well, the boxers aren't yet killing, openly attacking like soldiers. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. he want, but he sees that this priest is getting tortured and he wants to save him. But he, he doesn't, he doesn't get late. there fast enough. Yeah. Too late. Uh, yeah. And it creates like a little incident. What is the British guy's name? The ambassador. He's a big actor. Arthur. The actor is David Niven. David Niven. What a great dude. So everything he's in is awesome. David Niven, you may not know, was James Bond once. What? Yes. When? So have you heard of the 1967 movie Casino Royale? I've yes. heard of it. Due to all the rights and shit, they were able. I could see him being James. I believe. I believe CBS was able to make a. Uh, like a TV? Uh, uh, well, Casino Royale, there was a 1955 adaptation on TV where James Bond is an American named Jimmy Bond. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Because they bought <laughs> they bought the rights from Ian Fleming, right? Uh-huh. So they did like, it was like a movie of the week show. I forget the name of it. Jimmy Bond. Yeah. And he, and he's an American a guy. Texan. <laughs> <laughs> he talks like this. Cowboy hat. And I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name right now, and this is going to drive me nuts. But um, anyway... Barry Nelson. So Barry Nelson is actually the first guy to play James Bond. But okay. no Jimmy Bond. Jimmy Bond, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's an American, of course. Jimmy Bond. I just keep picture Finnegan. Yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> so all the movies come out, all this stuff. Um, and then they're like, we have the rights to parody James Bond. Let's do Casino Royale and let's like parody the genre. And it the whole what, like a comedy? It's a comedy. Why? 
they wanted there to- There isn't a genre for you to parody yet. There is, because <laughs> there had been a bunch of Bond movies and copycats. Like Dr. No and-, and Dr. No, Goldfinger, all this shit. Because uh-huh. the first one's 62. So there's one's like, for Russia with Love is the second one? Yeah, 63. That's a great movie. Fantastic. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway- so they, the movie's a mess. It's big production. I don't want to get into the whole thing. Like the actors all hated each other. Orson Welles is the villain. Oh God. And he, and Peter, there's, what, what the. He's drinking. Paul Masson. Paul It's vintage in a bottle. <laughs> it's, it's fermented. The movie is a train wreck and they have like seven different people play James James Bond. Bond. David Niven is Sir James Bond, who's the original. Uh And he's passing the title down to his uh, nephew, I believe, played by Peter Sellers. (laughs) Wow. The Pink Panther. Yeah. And there's several James Bonds, including Woody Allen. The movie, the movie is a piece of shit. You've seen it. I've seen it. (laughs) It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. However, the theme to it. I implore everybody, go and listen to the 1967 Casino Royale trailer or the theme. It will get stuck in your head, and it is amazing. <laughs> but I did feel obligated to mention that David Niven was Bond. <laughs> okay. He was in the Guns of Navarone. Yeah, he's an awesome actor. Yeah. He's one of those guys. He's the, best actor he's the most British man ever. Yes. He looks like Bernard Mon- Montgomery. <laughs> I think, he's, yeah. the best. I think he's, he's the best actor in this, this film. Would you agree? Um, His performance is great. Yeah, he's probably the best actor in the movie. He has. There's a lot of good arcs too, and I like his arc a lot. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, his is his is a. Uh, so he is good. Well, well, Heston goes to the hotel just in time to watch uh, Ava Gardner get thrown out. Yes. by a sick Russian with mutton chops yes, named Sergey, her mean brother-in-law, <laughs> who, who who hates her. She's a baroness. I hate baroness you. Natasha. <laughs> he hates her, but he wants to have sex with her. She's a, she's a looker. She's a trash. She's hot. She's yeah. a looker. What else was she in? Just name some other movies. Ava Gardner. Yeah. Fuck yeah. man. Uh, let's see. I know about Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner. What do you know about him? His boat sank. Was he the baseball player? No. He was the in Jaws. He was uh, he was the head. Uh, the, the, <laughs> to be honest, there's nothing here that I feel like we're gonna know off the top. Like just saying it, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, I know that." So she's just a name we know for no reason. I kind of feel like that. Like I'm looking at these, and like there's some movies that like I vaguely have heard of, but like Reunion in France. Have you ever heard of that? Nope. No. Um, all right, let's see. <laughs> have you ever heard of Mogambo? No. She was nominated for Best Actress. Mogambo? Yeah. Bawani Junction. Well, she spent a lot of time in Africa then. Yeah, yeah. I guess. On yeah, the Beach. Like <laughs> Night of the Iguana. Have you ever heard of that? Nope. The she, African Queen. From like, yeah, is she from South Africa or Australia? Because it sounds <laughs> sounds like she's not doing much American stuff. She's from North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, look, she, like, she was a star and we're not really super familiar with all her work. That's that's the reality. Just 55 days. I think yeah. we just know that she was like, you know, an attractive chick. <laughs> and that's why we know about her, honestly. Well, Heston Walsh. Oh, she's in Earthquake. Hotel. Earthquake. Oh. Oh, the 70s movie? With Charlton Heston. Yeah. They, they got back together, I All guess. All right. Oh, poor Heston. I think it's time we put our <laughs> differences I'll aside. I'll give Gardner another chance. <laughs> <laughs> I taught you to smile. <laughs> <laughs> Nova. <laughs> <laughs>
shake up this world together. <laughs> so what do you think of that windmill torture device? Um, I thought it was a ride at first. <laughs> what is Chinese water torture? It's a term I've always heard. You don't know it? I never really knew what it is. And I assume this is what I was looking at. No. So they put you <laughs> under like um, a pipe or like mm -hmm. a spot where water drips mm -hmm. and the water just slowly drips onto your forehead until constantly. Until you go mad? Until yeah. you go insane. Wow. Because you're not able to Can't move or touch it mm -hmm. and you just have water constantly and hitting your forehead. And I've heard two different methods. There's the ice cold water. So it's like you're tied up, but your face is up. So it hits your forehead constantly. And then I heard boiling water. That does the same thing. So- well, that would be distracting. It would hurt a lot because <laughs> it's torture. I don't think they were going for how can we distract this man to the best of our abilities. You wouldn't be able. To I got it. You wouldn't be able to focus on your thoughts. Is what I'm saying. I think that's all you have at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably more focused than ever on your thoughts. You're tied up. <laughs> I don't think you're very good at uh, torture tactics here. <laughs> What's your idea of a perfect torture? Oh, I don't know. Something that would drive a person to distraction. <laughs> this Chinese water torture sounds like a great idea. I like I like Japanese. The Japanese, Japanese have bamboo own? torture. Yeah. What is that? So bamboo grows really fast. They grow much faster than bamboo. Take care of. They'll come yeah. after you. And they'll tie you down, and they'll they'll put a bamboo stake underneath your your body in a certain areas one, and it'll one. slowly grow into you and go through you well that'll take all day it'll take a long time but yeah. it will happen just saying that's gonna take like months it's torture <laughs> they got nothing but time yeah i guess so you like you like the crucifixion well crucifixion yeah, you know we, we get it done it. in three days i knew it <laughs> he's a man is it always three days or is it an average Oh, I'm, I don't know. It depends on the person. And did they stab all of them? Like, or was Jesus? Nails? No, like, you know, obviously they need the nails to hang you, but you know how Jesus got like the spear in the, like the side? That was to make sure he was dead. But th did they do that to everybody or no? I don't think so. Just him? Imagine, I, I don't think they cared. Okay. I but don't was know. was that pompous I mean, fucking. You're talking about a guy that people were saying was God. So they were yeah, showing okay. that he he's was... not God. Who was that pompous asshole who was like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be crucified upside down because. That was Peter. What a pompous dick. You, like, <laughs> this normal crucifixion wasn't good enough. Wasn't good enough for you. You have to one up everyone. <laughs> he just wanted to inspire black metal later. Right. Yeah. Right. He's the godfather of I love that. Like, I love like the edge lords that are like, look, the Pope's chair has the upside down crucifix man. It's like, no, it's the crucifix of Peter. <laughs> Dipshit. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Heston, King. Meets, well, Heston meets her. Well, David Niven, doesn't he look like Edgar Allan Poe? <laughs> He's got a, he looks like a lot of people. Yeah, right. I think most strikingly, it's Bernard Montgomery. <laughs> He definitely like played him at some point, right? I'm sure he did. <laughs> like, there's no way he didn't. He probably knew him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he was so, in uh, he was in Bridge on River Kwai, right? Who Niven? I I believe he is. I yeah. Think so um, anyway, yeah. So Niven talks to Hest, and he's basically like, "Hey, I want to just take this loss and move on." Yeah, well, they kill the boxer, the 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 mm -hmm. Americans. Yes, and it's creating like a bit of an international incident. Yeah, uh, but they know that like the hill, 
the boxers have been causing problems for a while now. They're well aware of who they are and what they do. So they're, they're like uh, scared of a giant army forming and attacking them because mm-hmm. they really don't have any way of defending themselves. And of course, that is what eventually ends up happening. But uh, I, I forget what he says to Heston at this at this moment. Like it's he's encouraging him to like back down. He's like back thing. down, just stand down. Let's not do anything. Mm-hmm. He, he has like a very leave. passive approach. And Heston's like, no. Heston's yeah, like, yeah. we have to go and like kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> he tells he tells Heston, you got to leave the city. And he says, and this has become a common misquote. He says, it's like Napoleon said, yep. let China sleep for when she wakes, the world yes. will tremble. Uh-huh. Napoleon never said that. That the first appearance of that quote is from this movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Why would they just make that up? Because Napoleon said a million things. Exactly. <laughs> Napoleon just knew that. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I, when I was thinking, when I heard that, I'm like, if he did say that, it didn't really make any sense in the context of his time. Like China was yeah. worthless. It's also like, like it was like he was already talking about after once I get to Russia. I'm stopping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, whoa, whoa, China. <laughs> yeah. So that quote is just from this movie. But because of it, people mistakenly attribute it to Napoleon. Wow. But this is the first time that quote is ever said. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, so then they have this party. Yes. Yep. Which a, is, a lovely soiree, this a is, ball, if you will. This is fun. Uh, anytime I watch these old movies where they have things like this, I just imagine like if you had lived in that time to have to know all those dances. It's just, like doing the cha-cha slide. No, it's not. <laughs> cha-cha slide's very simple. They give directions. They yell you the moves. It's the hokey pokey. Like imagine having to know how to do no that. No dances. How to waltz. Yeah. And you just hop in like, would you like to join them? And you know the exact step you're supposed to be on. Ugh. Just yeah. seems so tedious. We still live in a good time. Well, I, that's I, definitely in one aspect of the past that I'm glad has gone yeah. away. Oh, you don't like balls? Even though it looks great. The sets are great. Yeah. The, you don't the like balls. rules, the costumes. <laughs> now, look, I like the idea so of a like ball. balls. I li- <laughs> <laughs> How did I not catch what you were doing? <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> I'm literally to you talking about soirees. <laughs> no, I, I did. Always, you know what? I, I always found intriguing, like the the mas- the masquerade balls. Like oh. The actual, like when you go to a mansion, like we're in the Renaissance and we're all <laughs> yeah. gonna put on wacky masks. Yeah, I want to go to one of those. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are you an eyes wide shut kind of guy? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Goes to a sex party with his plague mask. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> Yeah, wear the plate. Suck the nose. Well, the one where it's just like your eyes, and you have like it's on a stick. You know, it's like you don't know who I am. (laughs) I'm a senator. (laughs) Come into this room with Will Smith on the wall. (laughs) So uh, Heston shows up with the Baroness, and she's wearing a a necklace, and there's some hot gossip going on. Hot gossip. This kind of stuff, just like so unnecessary yeah. it brings nothing to the movie and it doesn't go anywhere that's the real problem right. it well, almost does they have this moment where the the prince shows up with a couple of boxers yes and yeah they, i love this scene this is great they um i brought some entertainment yeah and they do some acrobatic hopping around half and shirtless he- and he- oiled heston's annoyed <laughs> by them 
But then they hand Heston a sword and they're like, try and strike him. And the implication is that this guy's going to dance around and, not and be kick able your to. ass. Right. Yeah. And Heston just goes, I'm not playing this game. And he, he turns and guy. puts he, the- he waits like till they're a little like till they're distracted. Oh. And he puts the sword in his stomach. He doesn't stab him, but the, he, the, he just holds ger- him to yeah, it. The big German and guy. And then forces him into a table and knocks him over. <laughs> yeah. The biggest white dude ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a white German guy who's supposed to be a boxer. He's, yeah. He's supposed to be Chinese. <laughs> It's great. All great stuff. Yeah, and then uh, they go to dance in a Buddhist temple. Yeah. Did they fucking, like, no, right? I think they definitely had sex that night, because she was staying in his room. In the Buddhist yeah, temple? I, I think it's implied that they bang. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm a soldier. Ugh. Yeah. I could have a soldier. So day. now <laughs> the next day, the, the, the boxers attack... The minister. A fat cat. The German yeah. minister. The German ambassador, yeah. Minister. Now, this is- their gets assassinated. Now, in the movie, they're implying this is what kickstarts it. Mm-hmm. From what the historian I watched said, it was actually the German minister killed a boxer. And that's it was reversed? And that's, they, they said it was reversed. And they were like, it was one of those changes they did to make things more palatable for the American <laughs> audience. <laughs> that's propaganda. What, well, they needed a reason to lo- that you could look beyond- like these are just imperialists looking to exploit a, a nation exactly. and a people. And these people are literally fighting for their culture and their freedom. Yes. And <laughs> we need to somehow make them the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> do They're this. not going to root against the West. I mean, come on. Right. So the, uh, the Empress beheads them. Ten boxers. The uh, hold on, real quick. The yeah. dances with wolves, last samurai trope, hadn't been invented yet. Yes, you know we didn't know how to do that. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. didn't know how to send Charlton Heston into the wild to yeah. live with the boxers. Yes, <laughs> which is how they would do this movie now. Yes, one hundred percent. Right, yep. boxers yeah. would be the good guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like a white dude who becomes a boxer. I think you just wrote your next film. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get funded by the it's Chinese. It's like Tom Cruise you. with like a top knot. <laughs> Yeah, half his head is shaved. <laughs> uh, all the Chinese characters are just swarthy and sneaky, too. They're all they're the all, stereotype. Yeah, yeah, they're all just like talking out of one side of their mouth. Who look like a, white people. Well, yeah, they're they just are. white. They're just white people. But like they didn't change the makeup. No. They didn't like do the eye thing enough where I know it's like that's more fucked up in a way. But I'm watching a movie and I can't tell the Chinese half the time. You know what they should have got Japanese pe- actors. You know what they should have did? <laughs> Hire Asians. Yeah. They're all over the place. We got they're most of the planet. And it's, let's not be ridiculous. It's 1962. <laughs> but there's Asian actors in this. Yeah, they got two of them. Like the Japanese there. guy's Japanese. They could have just yeah. been switched. It would have been fine. <laughs> There's no reason for this to happen. Why couldn't they go to Mott Street and just be, go to San Francisco? They speak English. <laughs> yeah. Like, just... <laughs> no. <laughs> we got to Fu Manchu it. Yeah. It's like, what was, uh, what was it? Breakfast at Tiffany's with Mickey, Mickey, Mickey Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. yeah. He's a Japanese guy. Yeah. I've never seen that. Me neither. I've seen like pieces of it. It's my wife's favorite movie. Really? I'm surprised she didn't make you watch it. No, we watched Roman Holiday, the other Audrey. Is that a Christmas movie? No. Oh. It's very good though. Okay. Uh, So now they go to the Empress. Gregory Peck. Yeah? Yeah. That's cool. You like Gregory Peck? Atticus Finch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
I think he's from Here to Eternity too, right? He might be. He's in a lot of shit. He's a good actor. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't now attention. that Ant hit the brakes <laughs> <laughs> to yes. bring up Gregory Peck, hey, uh, I'm I'm previewing. I'm, I'm going to let the audience know this now. I'm doing previews for my new show. It's called um, Feeling Peckish, <laughs> where uh, it's just me. And I sit in front of uh, a bookcase, a bookcase, and I hand. discuss Gregory Peck and his life. Leather chair, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a mini series, one hundred and three episodes <laughs> of just Gregory Peck talk, starting mini-series. starting this fall. <laughs> Feeling peckish. <laughs> Every ep- how long is each episode? Uh, thirty minutes. Hours? Thirty minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Thirty. One hundred and three thirty-minute episodes. <laughs> About Gregory Peck. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Feeling peckish. I got to make that picture now. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck. So. Can't wait to make that. <laughs> so we get to the Empress set. It's yeah. gorgeous. I love ev- the way everything looks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like, you guys got to get the fuck out, basically. Yeah. Yeah, the, you gotta leave. We punish the boxers who killed the guy, but all foreigners have twenty four hours. Yeah, to leave. and when they do the mass execution, Heston and Niven look away like, "Oh my god, that's disgusting." Uh, yeah, like the, how about bar- these barbarians yeah. killing people? <laughs> oh, they shot one out of a roof before. Like, <laughs> I had no qualms about it. Just yeah. charge his soldier twenty bucks for it. <laughs> and they're given twenty four hours to evacuate. Right, and then they have this. Uh, they this go, is a great scene. There's as they leave, awesome. they're surrounded by, by boxers. boxers and they're like yelled at and cursed yeah, at. Yeah. yeah. And then the British soldiers have to come and rescue them. Yeah. But they're so boss, nobody will touch them. Right. You don't touch Hest. You can't. Well, you're, die. Asked, you're it's a death sentence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he can only die at the end of the movie. Right. That's right. the Did only you, time he right. can be killed. Did you think he was gonna die? I thought that yes. was a good chance. Me too. I thought it was just going to be cartoon. <laughs> I thought he was going to sacrifice himself for sure. <laughs> Especially once the girl died. I was like, he's a goner. It felt like that. Well, no, because yeah. he had the girl, the little girl to take care of. True. So they couldn't let him die. We couldn't, we couldn't put that poor yeah. girl through yeah. two dead dads. The message <laughs> is that. Her second know. dad is just a guy she talked to once, and he awkwardly was just like, your father's dead. <laughs> also told her father, I don't think you should bring that half-breed into yeah. our country. Yeah. <laughs> Let her stay here with her own You can't take her to Illinois. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then when he does talk to her, like the priest is like, you know, you should probably adopt this girl. And he's ah, I, I, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> That's not my style. It'll mess with my swinging bachelor lifestyle. I have a Russian in my bedroom right now. Do you know how many baronesses I have to go through? (laughs) There's not enough time for me to take care of a little child. So this is a great scene. (laughs) This is a great scene in the movie. All the Western powers... They're all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The American, like, I don't think he even votes. He's like, well, he abstains. He's like, whatever you guys he's do. In a wheel- he was sick. He was in a wheelchair. It's the only time you see him. Yeah. The American ambassador. He's like, look, we're going to make money no matter what, basically. He's just winging it. He's like, this is on you guys. All the yeah. Ameri- That's what we do as Americans. We just wing it. You know? So all the British, all the European powers, except David Niven, vote to leave. Yes. And he's like, no, we got to stay. Yes. For prestige. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It will look bad right. if we go. We're not gonna let we're not gonna be pushed around by these Chinese. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we're gonna listen to you and flip now. And somehow they make it like 
there's a moral reason for this, you know? Like, well, they leave that room thinking like, okay, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to stay. Well, it's national of, pride. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, but I'm saying, they, they make it seem, the movie makes it seem like they've done something noble here. Yeah. But they haven't. They just clearly more like, death. we're going to protect our economic interests. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it is kind of noble, though. Well, they're protecting the Christians. That's that is the noble aspect mm-hmm. of this. What what I haven't it's that said. And it's also the national pride. This foreign quarter has been flooded with refugees from the countryside. Yes, because the boxers are killing people. The boxers have killed like hundreds of of Chinese Christians, and they are they've now fled to Peking for protection. And they pack themselves into yes. this area. Right. So there are there are a large number of civilians that will be killed if the Europeans leave. Mm-hmm. And I think the movie would have done well to point that out, but it really doesn't. Yeah, if you really want to make them like white savior heroes, you mm-hmm. can do that too. Right. Who will protect these poor right. Chinese Christians? I, I guess that's the little girl. She's She represents that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch right. of orphans. And real quick, <laughs> while we're talking about the Chinese like uh, Christians that were there, yeah. from what I heard, as the siege went on, they started to not get as much food. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, you know, they started to not be the priority and shit wasn't going well for them. And they were quite hungry by the end. Well, they only had like 400 soldiers altogether. Oh, they, their force is not big. Yeah. To defend against. There's the 1,000 Europeans. <laughs> yes. And the soul, and as far as soldiers, there's only like 400. Yeah. And they, uh, they're, they're, they had to hold out for 55 days against an endless onslaught of people trying to storm the walls it's amazing that what like they did yeah. yeah it's an it's a military like achievement yeah yeah all right so they're they start building on the barricades, barricades yeah. and they're you know they're doing like prep and the sets look fucking awesome has to dishing out defense orders where to set stuff up what to use um and the baron is just trying to bail but an attack happens oh i actually have numbers Yes, oh, I should say this, yeah. Sure. So there's 900 foreigners okay. in, in the legation uh, and 2,200 Chinese Christians inside this. 2,000. Okay. So now, although they are- 3,000 people. They are civilians. That That is still extra numbers for you, assuming that a, a decent- I suppose if you could put a rifle in their hand. Yeah, um, a portion of them can fight, even with, you know, yeah. melee weapons. You They've know. got, the, the soldiers in the compound have rifles- They've got shotguns, Mm -hmm. they've got a couple of machine guns, and they've got two artillery pieces. One is an an Italian piece. So you know it's not going to work that well. (laughs) It's It's just like a small cannon, and the other one is actually in the film. It's that- Frankenstein. Yes. Frankenstein's monster. They call it the international gun. It's like put together from like pieces of of guns from all over the world. It's like a weird- Yeah. It's slapdash. Yeah, and uh, I should—I I just want to rattle off. What, what was his name? Betsy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So what they rattle? I'm, I'm going to rattle off um, what countries are represented. Okay. Here. So we've got the United States, we've got Great Britain, France, Austria, Hungary, Italy, Germany, Japan, and Russia. So. Yeah. It's it's very weird, you know, <laughs> especially in like. They're put decade. together in especially this time when all of these countries are at each other's throats. <laughs> yeah. And in a couple of years, like shit's going to go well, bad. They actually do you go. <laughs> well, they're in a situation now where they have to work together. Mm-hmm. It's the equivalent Temporary of like, like if like aliens invaded Earth, 
You know, we'd have to work together. Right. And what are Chinese but aliens? (laughs) Well, they are celestials. (laughs) Legal and illegal. Why are they called celestials? Like, because at this time, and the, like the, the era preceding it, they style themselves as like heavenly beings. Okay. And they like the Westerners call them celestials, ironically. Oh, like a mocking like, thing? You guys really think so high. Like they, they refer to the foreigners as, as barbarians. Okay. Like they're just as racist as everyone else. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like the the it's the middle China is the middle kingdom, which is like, you know, the first nation under heaven. Okay, so they are the celestials. Okay, (laughs) I do have a question. Um, so real quick, doesn't Charles Gordon get involved in the Boxer Rebellion? Taiping, he's a before this. Oh, he's before decades before. Okay, yeah, I knew he had something to do in China. Different rebellion. Different rebellion. Which one was he? The Taiping Rebellion. Taiping Rebellion. Okay. Is there a movie about that? I don't know. Probably. Probably. Charles Gordon only cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's very dead by this point. Okay. About 30 years. All right. So Hest is, uh, like I said, he was doing the defense orders. Um, The Baroness tries to leave to meet with this guy who gets shot. So she's stuck now uh, in this location. There's a lot of fighting. Uh, It's it's awesome. they talk about the Betsy. Chinese are on the wall. Chinese are on the wall. And if there's one thing China knows about, it's walls. <laughs> right. They got good walls. They're basically Oracle. Goddamn Mongolia. So I just watched that episode of South Park about two weeks ago. Yeah. One of the funniest bits ever on the it's show. It's so fucking funny. When, the when the city walk guy just keeps building that wall <laughs> and the Mongols come and destroy it. Again and in again. In Looney Tunes style fashion. And isn't the message like they're trying to teach? tolerance like at the end <laughs> there <laughs> they the the plot of the episode was like kids were getting abducted yes. so they were trying to protect the kids so they built the wall around the town yes <laughs> and then ju- just because there is a chinaman building a wall the the Mongols here <laughs> and have to destroy it <laughs> and at the end they're the like we can't be the closed Mongols. off from the wall right <laughs> The, 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 the Mongols were right the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you got a baseball. <laughs> it lights it on fire. <laughs> he gets stuck in the sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah, that's a great episode. So the boxers in this movie, correct me if I'm wrong, um, are basically Orokai and Lord of the Rings. Kind of. They, they are just climbing up ladders. Yeah. And it, it. I feel like maybe Peter Jackson took it from this so, in no, a way because it so. seems a uh, just siege stuff, just regular siege yeah. stuff. Yeah. But the Mong the, the the boxers, I we should point out, are like these peasant guys, and they don't really have a lot of guns or anything. So it's yeah, it's literally just they're throwing bodies into these gun wall bullets yeah these <laughs> these firing lines they which, have like uh, like yeah. you know farming equipment and yeah. shit like that yeah which makes sense why they were able to hold out for so long event once this pops off um and it looks like yeah it, we do have to point out like the, the legation is completely cut off from the rest of the world so they don't know what's happening there mm-hmm. like they're their their home countries just are just like day-to-day operations yeah. they i think you have to assume they're dead but you're going to try and... Well, you have it. to get there, right? Right. Um, 
So the Dowager Empress will declare war on every nation in China. Mm-hmm. So now she's got it. She's fighting the, the planet. Yeah. And as not the a Imperial giant economic Army, might. Yes. You know, will get involved. Um, oh, yeah. So the, the, this actually happened in real life that the uh, boxers captured that wall. Okay. And it they were forced out by a combined American-British attack in the night. So they, they, they had the, if they were able to hold on to that wall, it was over. Because uh-huh. then they just pour over and they could shoot down at them from on top of the screen. Yeah, it's done. So when night fell, the, uh, the Marines and the British commandos got together and retook the wall. And they never made it back up there. So that, and it's in the movie. Yeah. So the movie's, the movie's pretty accurate with this stuff. Well, the movie doesn't have a raid on the wall at night. They just no. Say, they like, have the the big thing with that. that we got a whole this area. Yeah, they push that wagon. Yeah, <laughs> but they do it in the morning. So it's they plan yeah. it at night mm-hmm. and then they do it. So, right. so little- that's so that attack you're talking about on the wall. Mm-hmm. That was what the real life Heston character actually did. Mm-hmm. He led that charge, which kind of saved the whole thing. Oh, cool. And he re- he received commendations for it, and he took a spear in the leg in that and was wounded. Um, and a spear. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and later, uh, the British guy said, the, the real guy, David Niven, said, mm-hmm. one of the most successful operations of the siege, as it rendered our position on the wall, which had been precarious, uh, sorry, which on the wall, which had been precarious, comparatively strong. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you they know, survived. they survived and he, you know, went up in rank big time. Right. Wow. And now this scene is pretty pretty awesome. Uh, there's a lot of battles in the morning. Captain dies, so the the father of the little girl dies. Uh, Baroness becomes a nurse. So a lot of stuff is happening. And then I looked at the time and I go, "How is there an hour and a half left?" <laughs> <laughs> like like the rebellion just started. things are happening fast. <laughs> yeah. Um. So outside of uh, Peking, yeah. the British Navy is nearby. There was a guy uh, named Admiral Edmund Seymour. So he takes 2,100 Allied troops and tries to liberate the city. He will be stopped by the Chinese Imperial Army, which now masses and attacks them. Which happens in the movie. Which happens in the movie. They're expecting to be be rescued, and their rescue can't get through. Um, He's forced back. And they're now forced to wait for like reinforcements from outside the country. So now they've got to just sit and wait. And um, it actually ends up being mostly American and Japanese that come and, and save the day. Eventually. In the end? Yeah. Hmm. Um, but everybody's represented. Where are we in the film? So I we're s- still in the battle, which there's some cool shit. Like they send like a flaming hay cart over the edge. Yeah. yeah. There's Gatling guns. It's fucking badass. <laughs> did we, shit. Do we have that scene with the French yet? Because um, I like that. I think that's kind of like yeah, right, yeah, it in, is. right yeah. when the fighting it's right first when starts. The fighting starts. Like uh, the French are holding the the, the, line. the line and it gets overrun. So yeah, they fall back yeah. to their secondary line right. and, then they, and that's when they stop. They push them back. Yeah. Uh, and then afterwards, the um, this is a really good scene. Mm-hmm. The the little girl's father dies. Yeah, and captain. Heston has to go and tell the little girl. Right, and he's like, "Don't come to America. <laughs> you won't like, like it, it here. It's it's." <laughs> Does different. he say that to her? Yes. Yeah, he yeah. tells her. He goes, it, "Listen, it's it's just 
it's different there, you know. There's different schools and food, and it, it's it's weird. It's a it's a weird. Just stay here. <laughs> you, you'll be better here. You'll be fine. And then it goes to intermission. We'll talk about it later. He <laughs> gives you. We'll talk about it later. Remember that when when there was that uh, Cardassian half Cardassian half Bajoran kid? Yeah, got left on the planet. Wasn't that <laughs> that was the daughter of? Um, the main guy. Right? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually mixing up two storylines. Oh, yes, Dukat Zial. Yeah. Was, of course, half Cardassian, yeah. half Jordan. She really didn't ha have a home in either world. I know. Poor girl. Sad. Sad what happened after, uh, you know, Damar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have a child. So after the intermission, the Empress is there with um, the em Imperial troops and mm -hmm. the boxers. Mm -hmm. She wants the foreigners out. Get she, them out. Anyway. But she doesn't want, she still doesn't want the troops involved, really. Well, she's biding her time for like mm -hmm. the right moment. Yes. But they do get involved. If it hasn't happened yet, they will. Now, Tommy, Arthur's son, is playing around with a gun, playing war like oh, a child yeah. does. This was good. And he takes a bullet from God knows from where. That, somewhere. That, yeah. I was watching. I was like, where the fuck? It wasn't a boxer. <laughs> I was like, is this the magic bullet? <laughs> Did it go over the wall, through and under? It makes no sense where this kid got Lee shot Lee Harvey Oswald from. got him. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I have, I said the same thing. There wasn't a single boxer around. What's, why? He's in a secure area. Yeah, Completely yeah. secure. With leaders. What sh like, there wasn't an explosion, something there got lost over the There were guards on the walls. Yeah, one of the guards had to take a shot at him. He had to, right? This was an inside job to take out Tommy. <laughs> And the wife, the wife goes, I'm worried Tommy's soul may end up in an enormous empty Chinese limbo. Yes. <laughs> they said it was Mott Street. <laughs> we got to get him back to a real country. <laughs> we can't let him die in a third world at all. If he dies without a home, where does he stay? He can't stay in China. Anywhere but China. Which I don't recall that being in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're in purgatory, you're matters. stuck wherever you are. Tommy's not, not in the right by Chinese. Yeah, <laughs> he won't be able to speak to anyone. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that in the Bible about purgatory. I would but... hate to be trapped in China in my death. <laughs> I'd hate to be trapped there anytime. I eat fucking Life turtle soup made with real turtles. It's just a shell in a fucking bowl of hot water. Ugh. Worst fucking food. <laughs> Could get pangolin. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just fucking bite a rodent. That's what that's our cuisine. You have to fucking come here, put MSG in it, and make it edible. You go it's really fucking good here. I love it here. I'll eat it all day here, but you go over there. Have you went to it's the fucking scary? <laughs> Have you went to the China buffet over here? No. Oh, it's you got to go. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. I can't go to buffets. I don't trust the, um The the peanut butter chicken. Peanut butter chicken? See, that's, that's it's great. What the fuck it's is wrong America, with It's what just American food. It's Nobody just American that. food. Get them! Peanut butter <laughs> chicken? <laughs> yeah, it's American food. It's not real Chinese it's food. It's great. The peanut butter chicken. Oh, my God. It's so damn good. Yeah, Dude, sure, I'm but it's American. You, what it, the fuck is peanut butter chicken? It comes with like a, it's a chicken that comes with like a peanut butter sauce. Get them. To the mic. Yeah, you got to go to the mic. <laughs> it's like the most beautifully cooked chicken cutlets. Sliced into strips. Uh-huh. And then covered in a peanut butter sauce with a little bit of sesame seeds. Really? Yeah. It's just an Americanized What is a dish. peanut butter sauce? It's like liquid peanut butter. 
Ooh. It's delicious. No, it's you delicious. know what they do? They take, I guarantee you, they take peanut butter, a little bit of soy sauce, oil, and just mix it around. Maybe it tastes Definitely. great. And then if you take that and you put it on top of the, the, the fried dumplings, oh my God. Really? Oh, so good. I'm drooling thinking about it right now. I might actually go to the I buffet. guess we know what you're having for lunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got my gift. I got my gift certificate for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peanut butter chicken is fucking awesome. I tried getting Peking duck for this. Did you? And uh, the place didn't have it. My favorite Chinese nah. food restaurant is, you know, Peking, Peking taste. taste. And I was like, oh, I got it. He's like, you got to get Peking duck from Peking Taste to watch 55 Days of Peking. I'm like, oh, you're right. And they don't have it. <laughs> oh. He's showing his. Is that a Chinese? Oh. He's got a Chinese buffet gift certificate of $75. $75. Yeah. I'd get you a couple meals. It's like seven meals. Why don't you yeah. bring a lady friend? Is that how much it costs? $10 oh, for a buffet? Jimmy yeah. Really? Yeah, Jimmy? Cheap. <laughs> oh, $10 is well worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't trust buffets because people pick stuff up by themselves. I don't like that, that idea. Yeah. I, every time I've ever gone to a buffet, I regret it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Why? It's never just feel Because it's always like yeah. I ate a ton of food and all of the food was like subpar. Mm-hmm. It's never good. It's never good. It's just it's there. It's for just you to a eat. lot of yeah. it. It's it's. I want to stuff myself as much as possible. Do you remember that for time? Cheap as possible. Brian drove us like two hours to a Golden Corral. That wasn't us. That, that was me, me, you, and Pat. Yeah, oh, that really? wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> I would not have done that. That's not my idea of a fun it time. It was a horrible yeah, evening. Yeah. <laughs> He's done shit like that to me before. But I, I no. I, I had fun. I would drive two hours for, you know, Cracker Barrel me or and, something, but not a. Pat one time drove like four hours to go to a Bob Evans. What's Bob Evans? What is that? Exactly. So when we drove to Canada, we saw these like signs like Bob Evans, Bob Evans, Bob Evans, and we didn't go. What is it? It's like uh like a Denny's almost. <laughs> I love that you go, you go so you just put the work in for such mediocrity. Yeah. I remember when we went to Montreal one time, you were just obsessed with going to fucking Hardee's, is it? What's the- Hardee's, yeah, Hardy's. yeah, yeah, the Canadian uh, it's like fast Canadian food. Burger King, yeah. yeah, like, and you were like, oh, I can't wait to go. I gotta try it. It's like, why? This is garbage. I wanted to try it. <laughs> we could have went to a nice place. I wanted to try the local cuisine. <laughs> local cuisine. The local fast. It was food. shit. <laughs> well, I love fast food. That's true. That's like, if yeah. you're asking me, would I rather go to a McDonald's or like the top Michelin restaurant in the world? I'm picking McDonald's. No and, way. You're and an that's ass. not a joke. I know, but you're an ass saying that though like i like fast food genuinely like uh-huh. if i had my way that's all i would eat really <laughs> yes yeah you druthers yes do you, do you have your way currently <laughs> i think he has his way, most of, the way time. most of the time <laughs> i've been on a diet you're your own man brian <laughs> you're a rugged individualist yeah. you're like teddy roosevelt <laughs> Look, me and Donald Trump, we love our McDonald's. We love our fast food. I, I actually have to to commend you on something. I saw an article with a video of like 103-year-old ladies. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And they, they go, what's your secret to long life? She goes, I have three Dr. Peppers a day. Wow. I have four. I think she actually I'm never going to die. diet. We had, a new, yeah. we had a New Year's Eve party at my house the other day. Yeah. And my wife... Bought a six pack of Dr. Pepper just for Brian. Yeah. yeah. And then he didn't show up. I showed up. <laughs> he showed up for like two minutes. I didn't see Dr. Pepper. It was, it was, it there. was there for you. It I was, was there, there just for it. you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. I'm sorry. I would I would have <laughs> gladly I said, Brian's drank gonna it. love this. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. It's I didn't okay. see it. I had a diet soda. <laughs> uh, yeah, but real quick. Yeah. Um, no, I've been on a diet the past uh, week. Yeah. I've lost. Uh, I started at. 12. I started at what? 12 pounds. I started at 298 and I am now uh, 284. Nice. So. Nice, fucking nice journey. Yeah, I'm doing it. We're doing a biggest loser contest. You'll you win. already won. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who's we? Uh, some some tell them Steve Dave guys. So like me, Tom, Bry, Chuck, Jimmy. Uh, I think that Getem was offered. He did not want to participate. Getem's a smart man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I wish you luck in your endeavor. You got this. Yeah. Well, I hope I win. Yeah. You, know. you got this. I lost almost a hundred pounds before, and then I just put it all back. You can lose a hundred. How much time do you have? Uh, the the contest ends uh, the f- Easter, so I think that's like April first. Easter. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the end of March. Something right. like that. Yeah. So I I would like by the end if I could get to like two forty, I think that would be pretty good. That's doable. Yeah, and I, I haven't even exercised yet. When I hit the wall and I stop losing the weight like naturally, because I've been losing like a pound a day. Mm-hmm. When I hit the wall, I'll start putting the exercise in to kind of like re-kick sure, me. Sure, yeah. Anyway, the movie. Well, the movie is is kind of like a, a dull moment at this point because is the Baroness true? is talking to like a soldier in Sergei. It's like whatever. She's nursing. Yeah, it's just like, You okay. find out that she's been banging the Chinese. Oh, well, that's a scene. <laughs> that's racy yeah. for the time. Yeah, you have to think about this. This is nineteen like sixty three. He's a white guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. She's not she cheated on her husband. She had yeah. infidelity, which is spicy. Yeah, with, well, that's why she had to die with an yeah. interracial person. Yeah. She slept with a Chinese general, mm-hmm. and uh, her husband killed himself because of it. Yes. Um, and then Heston is like so angry and disgusted, but he's like, "But I can't look away." And no, he grabs Heston her and makes out with her. He's just like, "Whatever." Yeah, he doesn't really care. I'm going oh, I for thought it. he looks angry for a second. No, he's just angry at the fact that he has to fight now because he wanted to get out of the city. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I don't give a shit." He's like, "You're gonna get a soldier," and he just furiously oh, yes, makes he out. Just, uh, wait, I wrote down his line. Fuck it, so a soldiers good. pay gets a soldier's wife. wife. That's it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You hooked up with a general. Well, a soldier's pay gets a soldier's woman. And he yeah, grabs yeah, it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So good. I was dying. Yeah. <laughs> Arthur has an existential crisis. <laughs> well, his son is. Because his son's dying. dying. And, and he's like, like what have I done with my life? Yeah. You know, it's normal in a time of war to have I, that. You know, I kept thinking about that, that scene in. Um, Meaning a life, Monty Python. Yes. <laughs> we dedicate this monument to all the men who died to keep China British. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just ironic. <laughs> yeah. um, he's like, what is the meaning of all this? Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what he's saying. That's what he's himself. doing. He's like, have I been a good soldier? Have I got to been a good man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time of war is tough. You, yeah, you he's about debating it. about if his life matters right. and all this. That's me every Wednesday. I don't know what the, <laughs> yeah, this isn't like a. <laughs> I got you, Niven. <laughs> Wait, I feel I've you. been there. <laughs> I, I was there two days ago. <laughs> it takes war and death of his I'm son there to every waking <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take a real award to question your fucking morality. <laughs> So Niven wants to do an attack to like show 
that like we're not just sitting here we're like mm. viable mm -hmm. and Heston's like Let's it also go. it would be a signal to the outside world that they're still alive. Exactly. Yeah. And Heston is like, let's go kill the Empress. No. Yeah. Uh, let's hit the Imperial arsenal. Well, no, well, but no. He, Heston, he suggests he wants to kill the Emperor. Murdering yeah, yeah, the yeah, Emperor. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And Niffin's like, no, you psycho. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not a good move. If you do that. Niven is still looking for the diplomatic solution. Yes. And it's also, it, once you do that, Oh, now it's generations of, yeah. of war and yeah. Chaos. Yeah. yeah. You have to genocide people now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like and everyone in that temple is dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like <laughs> Because I almost feel like the Chinese are playing with kid gloves on too. Because they she's got a foot, the Empress, in yeah. both camps. You know, she wants to have an out if she needs an out. She wants to have her cake and eat it too. Yeah. Her ideal scenario is the boxers take care of everything. Yeah, she has plausible deniability. Yeah. yeah. And they, then they could have some sort of diplomatic solution mm -hmm. after. Right. But obviously it doesn't happen. Um, so now. Um, so they go through the sewer. Great, great scene. And uh, real quick, they kind of reversed the reality of the situation. Okay. Because they go through the sewer to go to strike out and blow up this arsenal. But. Uh, the first troops, allied troops that will enter Peking will liberate the litigate, the, the ligation, the British troops break through and go through that sewer to get inside. Oh, really? So, they're, they're, so they flip it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So this is some special forces nonsense in this. This and, is so uh, cool. They're dressed like deer hunter. This is what I meant. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, they got the headbands on. They got on. headbands on. Well, this, they're disguised as Chinese. And since all Chinese are just white people, they blend right <laughs> yeah, in. Right. Uh, <laughs> Heston, eat these bugles. Put them on your fingers. <laughs> and then uh, talk like this. <laughs> One of the guys is not even doing a Chinese accent. No. No, the, the general? He not, don't even try. Not the general. Um... The prince? Zuan, the one with yeah. the bugle fingers. Prince Zuan. Yeah. 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 He's just talking like a regular dude. Yeah. Like it's They're like trying, you're yeah. not you're not even pretending to be a Chinese <laughs> at all. And he's got the hat with the big feather. He's just yeah. dressed as one. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so I absolutely love this raid scene. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Have you ever seen this uh French heist movie Rafifi? Or Rifi, it's called. I forget. Uh, have you ever seen it? They I've do. This. Have you heard about this? They do this really cool heist where they kill all the music as the criminals are like breaking in and doing the heist. Mm -hmm. It's a really famous like film scene. Mm -hmm. That's what I was reminded of as they were doing this because there's no music. Silent, yeah. What's that movie? The clip from it went around a few years ago of like they're like con men and they're trying to sneak past like some guards and they have this card oh it's the magic movie they're not yeah. common they're magicians they're magicians yeah. oh, oh now you see me <laughs> yeah. one of the dumbest scenes so i've bad. ever seen in yeah. anything you know what i'm talking about you've yes, seen it right yes. yeah they pass the card to each other and but they're like just like magically. flinging it across the room and like the guards defying physics it. It, uh, uh, i will tell you i so love bad. the now you see me movies. dude that movie sucks <laughs> have you ever Woody seen Harrelson. Them? I've I've saw clips of them and I'm like oh, I've just seen that scene. So bad. You can't watch clips of it. You're not getting the context. You have to watch. Now you see me at least one, and then you can watch the second one if you want. But basically, the premise is that they're stage magicians, uh -huh. 
and they're they're planning like a heist right. and they use their Her power magic, magic. <laughs> obviously it's not real sleight magic yes i know they use sleight of hand and illusions to accomplish their heist so you know in that scene so they're throwing dumb. the cards at each other so dumb <laughs> But like I, which one one of them will be getting pat down and he'll and they always send it to the guy who's about to be pat down. well they've planned it you know <laughs> so that he has to do some wacky shit crazy. <laughs> those movies are good fuck you guys when the guard is like searching do you think the magician just starts pulling out like yarn yeah. from his <laughs> We gotta what distract him. <laughs> Soldier, come here. What's behind your ear? Whoa, oh, order. It's <laughs> a big ear. So, can you hear me? Oh. So, wait, can I tell you guys something? I was um, I was at a Tuesdays with Story Imagine Live. You bet doves fly yeah. out of <laughs> Is that a gun? No, it's flowers. <laughs> What are you gonna shoot me? Guy shoots, bang comes out of it. A flag would bang on it. You see the background, they're just taking buckets of cash. You don't think that's fun in a movie? It's fun, but not in a serious heist movie. But it's not supposed to be serious. It's a lighthearted. The clip he was talking about, it was dead dead serious. serious. But it's out of the context. Look how sick this movie is. But it's out of the context of the movie. It's fun. I agree that, yes, we have an out of context, but it is silly. It's fun movies. There's no. What what is this card going to do? Why are they flinging around a card? They need the card. Is it a pass um, key? It's a pass key. You can't just keep it in a fucking pocket. There's a reason for it that they explain in the movie i i forget now i haven't seen in years but can i tell you guys real quick how to run in with a magician yeah i was i went how do you just run into a magician so i was at the tuesdays with story live show right right and um after the show i was running the merch table you know selling like posters and shit Mm -hmm. and this guy comes over like after everyone's gone it's like me and like some staff that are waiting to clean up this guy comes over he's like if I really impress you with a magic trick, can I have a free poster? I go, no. They're not yours. Yeah. Like, no. And he's like, can I get a deal on it? I was like, no. He's like, can I do some magic? I was like, I guess if you want. He's wanting to do some magic. <laughs> yeah. And he started doing like, what's your card? And like all these like sleight of hand magic tricks and shit. And he was pretty decent. Did he steal your wallet? You impress you? Um... I thought he was pretty good. There was one moment though that I that I thought was kind of funny, where like I kind of like he so he does the trick. He shows me the card, and I, my mind was elsewhere. I was thinking of other shit, and he's like, "Is this your card?" And I was like, "Yeah." You forgot though. You forgot. The but card. no, I knew it was it, and and he, he got bored in the middle of his magic. <laughs> it, was, it was like. <laughs> He was like, he's like, oh, not impressed. Tough crowd. You know, and he went and he started like playing more to the other people than me. It was like, I don't give a shit about your magic. Not right now. I'm trying to Get do away, a job. Wizard. And I was also I was also scared he would like use sleight of hand and steal the money from steal me. Stuff. Well, he's gonna throw that card <laughs> back in. You, yeah, yeah. you saw the movie, you know what they're about. Yeah. They're shifty, those magicians. Damn black magic. All right, so. <laughs> So they were cut off by accident. So they have a they're they're setting up to blow up this armory and the I guess there's a caravan where they drop stuff on the floor. So they they're they have to stay in place and they risk getting blown up by the explosion. Yes. 
So I don't know if uh, if this is a real thing. I'm assuming. Well, no, no. this is made up. So you know, because like Ant said, they the the raid is flipped. Yeah, but they succeed, and the uh, the explosion lasts for about a minute on screen, <laughs> and they do. It's kind of long. They got that whole thing with the fuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's cool. It's, it's a cool. Yeah. It's a cool scene. Um. So now they come back, and there's the big explosion. It's a disaster for China. Mm-hmm. And this is a disaster for China. <laughs> Everything, everything's a disaster for China. That's my, my plan. It's you know, it's good for us, not good for them. You know who did the embargo? Trump. That's who did. <laughs> All right. So where were we? The Empress is now calling for peace because the army blew up. That was like munitions, food. Also, the Allies have landed. The yeah, Allies landed. Yeah. And in real life. They proceed to start taking out all the forts protecting Peking. Where'd you get a lollipop? Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, the- He's like Kojak. He always has a lollipop. Who loves your baby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, they, they start taking out all the surrounding forts that the Chinese have set up to protect the city. They fall and then they enter the city on August, I believe it's the 5th. August 14th. Maybe. I thought I had 20th. Am I wrong? August 14th. Okay. The Allies attack Peking, and by the end of the day, they have rescued the legation and saved all of these people. Mm-hmm. And the Empress sues for peace and is forced to pay. This is not in the movie, but she's just humiliating treaties. You know. Yeah. Um, have- well, she has like a moment where she's all alone in the throne. Yeah, that's the end. The end yeah. of the dynasty. Yeah, yes. and she's like all sad and like yeah. fucked up. Yeah, and that is the end of the dynasty, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Now let me ask you a question, hypothetically. Let's say the Boxer Rebellion is successful, mm-hmm. right? And they do not have like, and the Chinese are able to fight off the entire world. They're they're able to hold on, or you know, the other countries decide to let it go. They're able to keep their culture. Mm-hmm. The dynasty doesn't die. Do we still get all the communist shit to follow? No, you don't think so, right? No. If if they're able to to somehow win a stunning victory against the rest of the world and kind of rebuild China as like a strong nation, yeah, Japan isn't going to go buck wild on them. Okay, you know. Uh, if the dynasty, they can crush any kind of socialism that's going to pop up in the country. Yeah. It's going to be a completely different 20th century. Yeah. things It would be a radical difference, right? Yeah. They're slowly uh, drifting. So in the movie, in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the last episode, I was watching it. And every so often, my head will just pop up with the camera that faces Brian. Yeah. <laughs> They're all over the place. So we specifically said to you told me not to yeah, I did it anyway. did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in the movie then at the end after the west is won they kind of almost set up that world war one is going to happen yeah. and mm-hmm. it's a parallel of the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. where they worked so together to but everything is back to normal they're all have their individual anthems going mm-hmm. at the same time yep. yes. like drowning out noise and all that yeah there, there's some like fun stuff in here but it's it's nothing really uh amazing you know well i just think that this is very much like the chinese to make people wait Especially like 55 days where they made them wait 55 days to get rescued. One time my friends went to this Chinese restaurant and they were sitting there and waiting to get called at a table forever. How many were there? 
How many of them? Four. Mm. Cartwright. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, you know, eventually they left. And right after they left, the, believe it or not, the Chinese made to that guy in from Park Avenue. Oh, he come here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice man. Yeah. <laughs> Cartwright. Fall. You know, it sounds like this group could have used I'm a service Cartwright. to call someone. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, we missed our ads. Yeah, if they had Riverside, they could have easily telecommunicated. They could have communicated outside of Peking to tell them they needed help, too. Yeah, Riverside Riverson. really would have come They'd in have handy. sent Heston 70 miles. They, not, they wouldn't have to do yes. that. Yes. <laughs> would have sped things up. Click our promo code down in the links. You know, Riverside's right there talking beautiful 4K, all your podcasting, teleconferencing needs. And then at the end, uh, Heston... Takes the little Chinese girl. Yeah. yeah. And they ride died. off into the sunset. I'm taking you to America. Yeah. Heston adopts a child. Like R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have your shots? <laughs> Do you have your passport? Do you have your shots? <laughs> Who wants to come back with Chuck to America? Now, she is, now she's someone who's probably a little hurt and she's damaged. She's probably traumatized. She's probably traumatized. Yeah. Lost battle. both her kids. Yeah, lost yeah. both her, well, lost parents. one, par- both parents. Yeah. She probably needs someone to talk to. And Charlton Heston, being a good man he is, you know he signed her up for better help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably used our, our code. Yeah. Which is oh, Charlton Heston definitely would. <laughs> it's too bad he's no longer with us. He, he, he would use our code, right. though, if he was. Yeah, yeah. I'm Charlton Heston, and I endorse this message. <laughs> um, but... Uh, click our promo code. Get on. Talk to an online licensed therapist today. Get the help you need. Get a better help. You can totally customize the service to your own needs. Talk to the person you want to. BetterHelp.com. Click our link down there. You could pick. You could pick your religion. Yeah. <laughs> you could pick the religion of your therapist. That's important. It's the number one thing. But that's the joke. <laughs> Not even gonna go further. Because last time I got cut. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. Um, Ed, what did you rate this? Good action. Mm-hmm. Scott Chuck, who I love. The acting's fine. It's not that deep. Um, got some accuracy. But I like, I I like that it's accurate. It's a good movie. Yeah. Seven. Okay. A L- little lower than me. Uh, I did a 6.5. Oh, wow. I, I really didn't like the Natasha storyline. It made no sense. It didn't fit. Okay. So I, and it got boring at points. So the action's great, though. It's Hest. It's it's you, it's a watchable movie. I'm making a seven and a half. I'm bumping it up. Yeah, I bumping think that's up. better. I'm staying with it. I, I'm in eight. Um, really enjoyed it. Looks great. Technical achievement. Kicks ass. Plot is kind of messy, but I'm not watching that for mm. this. Mostly accurate. I dug it. So, yeah. There you go. Pretty solid. Uh, 55 days. Yeah. Fucking great. It's, yeah. It's good. It's worth so, a watch. If you like Hest, it's it's always. A good, and you uh, know, on this show, we love our Hest. It's, a, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's a wall. This is what Siege With, Warfare looks like. Yes. yes. Siege it's Warfare like you were there. is. Yeah. This is very <laughs> descriptive. Is the thing on the right the cannon? Yes, that's a cannon. Because okay, that's not a person's cannon. All right, okay. There are people, but that's yeah. the doors to the yeah the wall. Yep. Oh, the guy. I get put- it. I, I think anyone would understand that these are people on a wall with a door. <laughs> yeah, I you think know? so. I think this is this is solid. 
Um, good job, Brian. Very good. Thank yeah, you. Way Thank to go. you. You're a and artistic th- work of genius there. You want to say bye? Thank you for listening. I don't want to say bye, but I have to say bye. I wish we could stay all day. Good night, everybody. Or afternoon or morning. Thank you for watching. Yeah, it's not live. It's not live. (laughs) They could be watching this at any time. Yeah. Could be dusk. That's when it could be in space. That's the best time to take out dragons. Could be on the (laughs) ISS where they don't have any time. I see very well. Wait, they don't have time on the ISS? I'm assuming they're not following a specific time. They have to. Earth time. I'm, yeah, they're following like a general, like 24 hour thing. I think they go by Eastern Standard. You think they do? Yeah, that's the real time. Everybody. Wouldn't it be right if they just arbitrarily pick like a weird one? Just a weird one. Yeah. Like what time is it in Australia? Can you look that up? <laughs> what What is the, <laughs> what are the day, days like on the ISS? In, in, in reference to time. Botswana time. <laughs> <laughs> like do they have like 18 months of just day they use greenwich mean time that's what i figured <laughs> that's true yeah well that's, that's like always british the right standard. yeah with yeah. the greenwich dateline it's like the first standard like timekeeping in the world yeah mm-hmm. do they do 24 hour like do they rotate purposely for 24 hour days we're getting scientific now the last um, five seconds of the show i'm sorry no they they have special clocks installed that that keep track of it well i'm well because they're rotating i'm i'm telling i'm asking like about the the daylight times like is it is it actually like oh the sun's rising because they're spinning i don't know man i'm not fucking how much how much research do you want me to do on the spot yeah (laughs) we're gonna put your own time all right (laughs) ready want to give a big thank you to everybody listening and or watching please like and subscribe uh check out the show everywhere i mean you're doing that follow it everywhere instagram facebook twitter youtube like and subscribe uh our view history pod on twitter reviewing history pod everywhere else follow me percy on all social media at brian rupert that's with two p's uh oh secrets going on (laughs) um i was right why don't you say it because it's doing his thing it's done all right so Follow me personally on all social media at Brian Rupert. That's with two that's P's. Cool. Want to give a big thank you to Tom, Steve, Dave, Brywalt, Q, Getem, Lance, Record, down in the studio. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Bye.